We've been conditioned to think of ego as something bad, something we need to control or dissolve. But what if I told you that by simply understanding our own ego and by being able to see the ego in others, the ego in our clients, then we can actually become a much better nutrition coach, a much more successful entrepreneur and feel way more fulfilled in our life. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. The five ways that understanding your ego will unlock a whole new world for you. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. Ego is really just accumulation of your past life experiences, your beliefs, the things that you felt about what happened to you, the people that were in your life, the people that are in your life now, your environments, everything comes together to form your ego or your identity, okay? And it's these things that shape the way that we see the world. It's these things that tell us how to relate to what's happening around us, how to relate to the people in our lives. So then, when you're a coach, and you are approaching your conversation through only your lens, some may call that egoic or egotistical, right? Because why? Because we aren't able to set our ego aside, our identity aside, the way we view the world to the side for long enough to really understand what's going on with our clients. Have you ever been in a session and felt yourself react? Have you ever been in a session and felt yourself get tense or feel frustrated. This is the worst. <laughs> yes, of course we all have, because why? That's our ego coming up to the surface and telling us what we uniquely think about what they are going through. So then when we're in this situation and we're unable to remove our ego, that doesn't allow us to be creative with them. That doesn't allow us to get curious about what, the way that they view the world. It doesn't allow us to explore new viewpoints and perspectives with them, perhaps viewpoints and perspectives that could change the game for them, the way that they are exploring the world in their view of the world, right? Through their lens, through their ego. Instead, we approach the conversation through our ego, which really limits us. So the first step is understanding and becoming aware of when our ego is piping up and getting ready to do something about it. The second step then is when you are now intimately aware of how your ego is coming to the surface, you've understood that when someone says this or that, I get triggered, right? My ego gets triggered and I react. I feel tense, I feel frustrated, I feel angry, I feel like I need to fix or change them or the situation or their experience or their plan or something to feel like I'm in control, okay? So the second step is literally in session, becoming aware that this is happening, in session, identifying your reaction to your ego, which is going to be found in your body and in your thoughts. Where do you tense up? Where do you start spinning stories about how your client isn't doing anything you suggest or how they're disobeying what the plan was or they're sabotaging their progress or whatever? Where are those stories sur surfacing and where is your body physically reacting? Okay, in session, recognize that and tell yourself, this is my ego. I need to step in front of this so that I'm more open to exploring with my client 
what is going on through their unique lens of the world so that together as a team, we can collaborate and we can come up with a new creative situation, solution or perspective that they might be able to take in order to move past this hurdle. All of this would not be possible if you didn't first become aware of your ego in everyday life and then become aware of your ego intimately in session with your clients. The third way that your ego might be holding you back from really becoming the powerful nutrition coach that you want to be is because when we are trying to grow a business, when we're trying to get clients, when we're trying to do all the things that nutrition coaches have to do, our ego is there to keep us safe, right? Which means when we're faced with challenges, when we're faced with failures, when we're rejected by clients who don't wanna work with us, when clients stop working with us before we're ready, before we were able to help them achieve their goals, when we're faced with putting ourselves out there on social media, our ego is there every step of the way, reminding us that this is scary, reminding us that this is risky, okay? And the problem is that when we're not aware that our ego is really the one spinning those stories around fear and limitation and imposter syndrome, we fall into the story. We get stuck in the story. We get sucked into that spiral and we stop ourselves. We hold ourselves back because we believe our ego. Because if we're thinking it, it must be true. Because we have all of this evidence from our past as to why this is a scary thing, right? Our ego starts to search for stories and evidence from other times that we failed or things our parents told us or things our mentors did that didn't sit well with us or we didn't feel aligned with. And it starts to push all of that to the surface so that when we start to question, well, maybe I should just do this anyways, it has this evidence bank ready to push in your face and show you that no, this is scary, you should hold yourself back, which is so toxic and is another reason why understanding all of the different ways that your ego infiltrates your life, not just in coaching sessions, but also inside of everything that you have to do in order to grow your business and be accessible to become a successful coach for these people can be infiltrated by your ego. And so really understanding not just how is my ego affecting the work that I'm doing with my clients, where am I feeling resistance towards my clients, but also where am I causing resistance internally? Where am I feeling resistance in myself to the things that I'm doing in order to become the successful nutrition coach that I know I can be? Fourth way that our ego can really affect the way that we're able to grow a successful business and become a successful nutrition coach is actually in how our ego causes us to lose clients faster than we would like, okay? Have you ever felt stuck in this cycle of turnover where you just get going with a client and then they drop off and you just get going with a client and then they drop off and you can't understand why you keep attracting clients that are so uncommitted? Well. This might actually be because of your ego. Inside of client coaching calls, a lot of the time, we don't understand that the role of our ego is to make us feel important, to make us feel like the authority, like the expert. The ego wants to feel secure. The ego wants to feel like they belong, like they have a purpose, okay? So knowing this, when you're in session with your clients and your client says something that's like totally out of left field and doesn't go along with what you believe at all, or when they challenge something that you've suggested, or you get on the call with them and they haven't done the thing that they said they were gonna do for the last three weeks in a row, we feel that resistance surface in us. 
Okay, we feel our ego come to the surface and go, this person's not committed, I need to fix this, I'm gonna lose them if I don't figure out how to create results for them. The ego goes into teacher mode, the ego goes into fix it mode, and we start creating this conversation that actually corrodes the client-coach relationship, even if on a subconscious level, okay? You may not even realize this is happening, your client may not even realize this is happening, but subconsciously your client starts to pull back from you because they don't feel heard, they don't feel seen, and they don't feel understood because your ego has jumped right over what they're experiencing through their lens of the world. It's jumped right over that and it's gone directly to fix it mode, it's gone directly to teacher mode right? It wants to make sure that you maintain your expertise, your authority in the eyes of the client. It wants to feel needed. So knowing this, recognize your need to fix, recognize your need to educate and teach and push and really try and encourage your clients more so to open up more about why did this feel hard for you? What about this felt hard for you? Help me to understand better which pieces of these um, action steps that we talked about last week and the week before feel like you're being resistant to, feel impossible for you, feel like they don't match your life. Take the pressure off. Allow their view of the world to come through instead of judging it and, and falling into the need to fix because of your desire to be understood. It's not about you. It's about you understanding them. And if you approach the conversation that way, you will retain your clients so much longer because they will feel seen and heard by you more so than anybody else they've ever spoken to. Okay? You have to understand, people will stay with you longer if they feel safe with you and seen by you and understood by you, even if the results are slower than someone else. Okay? People are searching for that connection now. People are searching to be seen, heard, and understood more deeply than ever before. So if you can do that with them, you will retain your clients so much longer and you'll be able to grow a business so much more successfully because you won't be caught in this constant hamster wheel anymore. The last step, step number five, is actually very much so related to step number four. When we're trying to sell people into working with us, when we're trying to make people see the value in our services and we're, we're trying to stand out from the competition and we're trying to get that full body yes from our prospects, our ego can sabotage this for us. Now we're not gonna go deep into this because this is a big one, but I needed you to understand that in the same way we corrode a coach-client relationship in coaching sessions, we can actually corrode the relationship before it even starts on our sales calls. Typically, when we get on a sales call, we are, we're traditionally taught to showcase our value and explain to them why we're different than everything else they've ever tried, right? We're, we're taught to position ourselves as the expert, position ourselves as the authority, talk about past client results, all of these tactics, all of these strategies that don't feel super good for us. For a lot of us, if you're a heart-centered coach especially, these feel kind of icky. And the reason why is because these tactics are egoic driven. These tactics are supporting the need for our ego to be understood, for our ego to feel valued, for our ego to feel worthy, for our ego to feel like we are important. 
the, the sucky thing is that our clients can feel that, our prospects can feel that energy exchange. We're making it about us instead of making it about them. So what do we do instead? We need to stop trying to showcase our value, puffing our chest out and going, this is what I can do for you. And instead, showcase your value by making them feel differently. So just like in coaching sessions, when we want to strip our ego away and we want to explore more deeply what's going on with them, we want to do the same thing in our consultations. We want to strip our ego away and explore more deeply what's going on with them. We want to explore why, why are they where they are, they are? Where did they start? Where do they want to get to? But much more deeply than that, what's triggering them? How do they feel emotionally in those moments? How does their body react to what's going on in their environment? Why is this food the thing that feels like it brings them comfort or security or spontaneity or love or connection or anything that our client is truly searching for and starting to explore where they feel a lack of that in their life, right? Just drawing parallels for them and creating these light bulb moments that have nothing to do with you going, you get X, Y, and Z when I, you start with me and everything to to do with, I see you, I understand you, I get what you're going through, you're supported by me, here's what I would do to help you move away from this pain that we just explored together and towards this desire that you have that I know I can provide for you through what I do. And then using that as a platform to create an invitation instead of having to pitch, it feels so much better for them because they know and they feel safe with you. They know that you fully see them. They know that you fully understand them, but also it feels good for you because you're not showboating. You're not puffing your chest out. You're just being you. You're connecting with them like a real person and your ego isn't getting in the way of that right? You're inviting them into your world because you know you can truly change their life, not because your sales script told you to pitch in XYZ way. So as you can see, understanding our ego and being able to see the ego in our clients is key to finding the clients that you want to be working with, to acquiring them inside of your consultations and to keeping them long-term, not because you have accountability hacks and consistency tricks, but because you are intimately connecting with them and that they feel that and reciprocate it with you. And now you're building this relationship, this really beautiful coaching dynamic where you're able to go deep and you're able to create that meaningful change beneath the surface, the change that they really want to be making, right? Because you have the confidence to strip your ego away because you know that your value isn't established in the things that they get, but the things that they feel when they work with you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.